Hello, my pancake peeps, my bacon brigade. Before the show starts, take a second to subscribe and leave a review, share with some friends, and while you're listening, make sure you check out the Breakfast store with so much amazing merchandise at breakfast.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope, and my guest today is actor Julie Addis. You might know her from projects I've worked on, like Table for Two, which we created together, and we're going to talk a lot about that. She was also in a show called My Haunted House, and there was really haunted stuff going on there, and My Crazy Ex, and yes, there was a crazy ex on that show, too. And uh, I love this California Almonds commercial, and we're going to talk about <laughs> that but overall, Julia is just a very creative, very talented person. So make way. Your table for two is ready. And don't worry. We're going to take extra good care of you today because you're a regular. And we have the delightful Julia Addis today on Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. That could go on a Hallmark card. <laughs> My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Somebody screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. Yeah. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Julie Addis, how are you? Good. That was excellent. I dropped in a, a couple inside jokes. That, yeah, I heard them. That people will understand as this episode unfolds. Or maybe it'll just be a mystery forever and people write it on blogs. There'll be a Reddit thing about it. What was that thing about the regulars? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so, Julie, you and I first met in an acting class. Yeah, it was the month that I moved out to L.A., right after I graduated college, it was, like, the first—so you were, like, there's, really like, the first people I knew really? was that class. Yeah. I had no idea. It seemed like when I got to that class that you had been there for, like, a year already. You seemed very comfortable in the class. Thank you. I immediately was like, oh, Julia, when we get paired together in scenes, she kind of thinks I'm funny. So then I just, like— started since you yeah you did try to make me laugh yeah i just tried to break you all the time maybe not that productive in an acting class actually yeah not super productive i do <laughs> my my memory of you before uh, i actually really knew you was that you came to class once with a a t-shirt that said cali life on it <laughs> and Without any prompting, nobody said anything about yeah, it. You yeah, said, yeah. "You said I don't like this shirt." By the way, we yeah, were yeah. like, "Okay, you're like I bought it from my dentist." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sold it to me, and I thought right. that guy's cool. Yeah. Okay. So here's the, the yeah. That's pretty close to the actual story. <laughs> so I used to go to this really cheap barber, which is fine. I don't like spending a lot of money on on haircuts if I don't have to. And they would have all these shirts, and uh, and you would just make comments like. Oh, that's these are kind of cool. She's like, oh, this one's on uh, sale. And then I felt bad. I'm like, oh. Uh, and I bought one that said Cali Life on it, thinking it would be ironic. And then I was like, when I was wearing it, no one thought it was yeah, ironic. Yeah, you realized they just thought it was, it was not a, ironic. They thought this guy is just a douchebag. Like, <laughs> Cali Life shirt. So then I have to explain every time I go. I know. But I liked that no one even said anything. No, yeah. I was it's just like. You just walked in and said, by the way, I have to explain this shirt. Before you guys judge me on this shirt, yeah. let me just tell you. And we then, were like, ship has sailed. Yeah. And Already also like, dead. Why is he telling us this story? It must not be real. <laughs> 
<laughs> he must have sewn that shirt himself. <laughs> he made it himself and he's embarrassed. <laughs> and he did not know how to spell the entire state, California. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's funny that's your first memory. Yeah. I, I immediately recognize you as a person who's very serious about the craft. And you are very funny, but I... but. To me, immediately, I was like, oh, she's a great dramatic actor. So if I could make this dramatic actor laugh, because <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to out-dramatic act Julia in yeah, this scene. Yeah, don't try. No, yeah. I w- look, uh, I would never try. <laughs> <laughs> don't even try. I would rather have the entire scene get cut from the show mm-hmm. than be in a scene and not out-dramatize Julia Addis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so that was just funny to me. I felt like it was a weird way for us to like kind of become friendly with each other. It was like I would try to make you laugh, and you would laugh sometimes, but then sometimes you wouldn't laugh, and I would respect that too because, like, of course, you know, if I was well, that's why I wanted. That's why I thought of you too when I was thinking of doing table for two because I was like, oh, I want to hang out with that person, and I think he'd be really funny, and I think that we have good like chemistry yeah. acting off of each other. So that was. Yeah, the main reason. Well, let, let's. You mentioned it. Let's talk about Table for Two. It's a project that you came to me with. Yeah. Uh, what was the origin of this of this project? Well, when I first moved to LA, I got a job at a restaurant, classic, um, and I was a host. And there was this guy that worked with me who was like ten years older. And there's a lot of just like standing around when you're a host, and uh, we would talk about nothing. And sometimes we would have a shift and I'd go home and do nothing. I'd watch TV and go to sleep and wake up and come back to work. And he'd be like, what's up? What'd you do? And I'm like, nothing has changed in my life since I last saw you. Like, it was just sort of this weird, like, we had nothing to talk about. And it was always resulted in funny conversations. So I knew I wanted to do that, but I'm... I'm good at brainstorming and stuff, but I'm not really a sketch writer. And I knew that you were. And so I thought, okay, I want to bring on someone who can sketch write and who's very funny and thought you would be really good for the role. Yeah, and I thought it was, for me, there were a couple things I really liked about it. I love, you know, I always hear these stories about John Turturro, the great actor, right? Mm -hmm. He'll do these projects and he'll, the Coen brothers will cast him in something and then they'll just get a note from him saying, I love my new teeth. And they're like, what is he talking about? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, he ordered this crazy wig or these weird teeth. So I love that I got to uh, grow out this pencil mustache. Oh, yeah, that was good. Because I thought that's this is just who that guy is. Yeah. You know, he does that thing where uh, he's trying to be taken seriously, but he has a mustache that no one can take seriously when you have it. Like John Waters is the only guy that pulls that off, and he's not serving you at a restaurant. You know, he's not a host at a restaurant. Anyway. I was very flattered that you asked me, and it was it was just one of the most fun things. And I'll tell you this. You guys can go watch Table for Two. It's about just what Julia said. Easiest place to find it is on YouTube, on the yeah. online musical, the, the online musical channel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best place to find that. It's really funny. We had some good guest stars on there, too. We had Benny yes. Arthur from Drunk History. But it's it's just really fun. And I still have those things on my reel to this day. We've both worked on a bunch of projects since then. I still have some of that stuff on my reel because I just think it's some of the best yeah, stuff I still that I've have done. It on our on the reel. I mean because we did it as one setup. It was just the desk. That's what I wanted to was like how can I make this as simple as possible set wise because obviously I don't have a lot of money to make it. 
And we, weirdly enough, filmed it in your uh, living room. In my living room in front of my... Fireplace. Fireplace that's made out of, like, kind of giant rocks. Yeah. But when and it you, looked like a restaurant yeah, entrance. It's crazy. You, when you light it correctly and you put, a, a like, a, a stand in front of it, it looks like you're at one of those fancy restaurants. And then you yeah. put some music in the background. And Jeff and I came to look at your house because um, you had that recording space in the back to see if that would be the right spot. And then we walked through your living room and we looked at it. We were like... Do you think we could film in your living room? And you very generously said yes. Which Yes. Well, anything where I don't have to move at all, because I, I spend a lot of time in my own living room. So <laughs> if I get to shoot something where I don't even have to, they're like, Brent, we're ready for you. And I just stand up and I'm yes, on set. Yeah. That's, that's, that's perfect. a dream. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's like being Conan O'Brien, but he actually lives on the set. Yeah. You see his bed behind his desk and they're like, Conan, it's time for the show. And he just gets up out of the bed and gets behind the desk. And that's it. And that's basically what we did for this. But for any of you people that are trying to make your own projects out there, which I think there's a lot of my listeners that are actors that should be creating their own content, this is a great example of how you can we, – we invested very little money, and it's just about being smart in the way that you shoot it and the way that yeah. you write it, and you can have a really good product. And I and I mean, we were able to do – because I also wanted to do short episodes. There, None of them are longer than two minutes, right. if that. And so we were able to film, like – Eight episodes. We shot that the entire day. series in, in one, one day, day, right? Yeah. yeah, in maybe like eight hours. Right. Yeah, and so that was what I just I wanted to be able, and then we were able to like play around more and improvise, and mm-hmm. uh, because we had one set up, so you could. It's crazy because we we actually wrote probably like fifteen of them too. We did. So yeah, there's we still wrote a other bunch. ones that are. Nearly as funny as the who knows maybe if we shot them they'd be just as funny I don't know uh, but that's crazy how we had so much extra material and then so table for two if you guys want to check that out I'm very proud of it a friend I'm so of, proud of it I love that friend of the show Chris Chen who uh, last thing everyone saw him, saw him on was Young Rock he has said to me on numerous occasions like the best thing in my reel is that thing where you guys are at the restaurant and I was like oh that's cool <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel really cool about it because we, you know we wrote it yeah we shot it ourselves. We, uh, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeff Lupino Esposito directed us, yes. who, uh, full disclosure, is your husband. Yeah, full disclosure. Uh, he was on the show. I mean, delightful Some guy. Some required to say nice things about him. Back then, he was Jeff L.E. Yeah, he still is. He didn't change his name. Oh, he didn't change his name. Married. Oh, no, no. Oh, well, yeah, he went by Jeff L.E., but yeah. now he went back to Lupino Esposito. I, will... I just mean when we got married, he didn't take my name. Oh, got you. You know what I mean? Well, he should have. Which um, is expected. I, I think so. Or he could at least use the Siri name, which on my phone is Jeff the 50th E. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I try to call him, it says, calling Jeff the 50th E. Oh, because of the, <laughs> <Because of> the <laughs> L. <laughs> it's funny that all the limitations of Siri, yet she recognizes L as a Roman numeral and is wow. going to translate it as wow. such. She's like, look, this is what I know, guys. I know Roman numerals. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. So, uh, you mentioned you had just come to Los Angeles when when we met. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Virginia, and then I went to college in Virginia, University of Virginia. So, it was the first time that I had lived anywhere, really, that wasn't Virginia for an extended period of time. And uh, L.A. was not, you know, I sort of had come to the conclusion I was going to move there like a year before. I always thought I was going to move to New York because, obviously, it's much closer to uh, D.C., so... Right. Yeah. I find that people in general that went to the University University of Virginia have a very cavalier attitude. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just for that. Just, just for, for that, that joke. really bad joke. Is that written uh, down on uh, your look, notes? Note to myself. Edit that out later. <laughs> no, wait. Keep it in. It's great. Uh, <laughs> um, so... Where did you grow up in Virginia specifically before you went to the University of Virginia? Were you in a big town, um, small town? Yeah, I grew up in Nova, northern Virginia, as the well, no, the locals call it Nova. Interesting. Um, and only they care about specifying that it's northern Virginia. Um, but my dad worked in D.C., so it was just kind of like the suburbs. Um, and, yeah, I did theater all growing up. I did musical theater, summer theater, so you were in it from the beginning. Yeah, and I only had opportunities to do stage acting, but I always kind of knew I wanted to do film acting. So, What's the first thing you ever did as an actor? Do you remember? The very first thing was a, sixth, er, a first grade play where I played a, a baker's wife mm. in a fable. Interesting. Yeah. Sh- but the first real thing I yeah, did okay. was I played Marta in uh, Sound of Music. Okay. Oh, very cool. I, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting to get like the hate mail saying I was in that Baker's Baker's wife play and it was real to me, Julia. Yeah, it was real to me. It was the only thing I was ever in. Yeah, I don't even remember <laughs> that boy's name, so I'm a terrible person. It was Peter Doslovsky. <laughs> he, um, Pete, you want to come in? <laughs> and he's here today. He's here today. It's confront your former co-stars day on. Breakfast. Come on in, Pete. That'd be so great if that's I actually a, had. That's <laughs> a deep cut. That's a deep yeah. cut. How was your experience at the University of Virginia? Yeah, I mean, I was always really uh, type A, like worked really, really hard. Um, I thought for a long time, like I didn't decide to be an actor until like my junior year of high school. I thought it was going to be like a scientist because a lot of people in my family are scientists. And so I took AP chemistry the same semester that I did a play and I loved doing the play and I was really bad at chemistry. And so I just decided then and there that that's what I was going to do. And, but I, you know, UVA was an in-state school and my whole family went there, uh, my brother and sister and my parents. So it had a very, it was very comforting and I knew it very well. And I had a great time there. I mean, i so many of my friends that I'm still very close with went there, and that's where I met Jeff. Yeah, um, through theater, and uh, yeah, I'm really glad that I had that experience. You know, my parents were very because I did think about going to a conservatory, and they were very against me living in New York or LA as an 18 year old. Um, and of course, at the time, I was not happy about that, but I think looking back, that was the right decision, and. You know, I paid like a fifth of the cost <laughs> for college that I I would have. So, you know, and I got to do a lot of like summer opportunities and things like I did go live in New York for the summer and take classes and things. So you and I, after doing Table for Two, we also did another series where I would say I don't know if we intentionally did it kind of like a Portlandia type show, but it was kind of a Portlandia type show where you and I would play different characters yeah, um, all around L.A. that were not, we weren't actors. We were just like kind of regular people, you know, normal people, not actors. Ugh, not <laughs> actors. Please no. Please no actors. But we played like a couple kind of pretentious uh, ushers at, uh, like kind of like at the Arclight Theater 
uh, R.I.P., I think. I don't think the Arclight's coming back. Oh yeah. Uh, where you would get an explanation of the movie from the ushers before yeah. the movie. And uh, I you, love those characters. They were so pretty adorable. Great. <laughs> uh, the hiking vloggers. Yeah. Who I think I told you uh, the other day, I was like, somebody actually asked me to do another hiking vlogger video while I was visiting my sister in Montana. And it's I'll show it to you when I find it. But I thought that was funny. Common Beauties you can find, I think, in the same place, right? Is it on the online musical? Yeah, no, it's on, um, I think it's on Bing Bong oh, Industries. Bing Bong Industries. Is that also <laughs> on YouTube? I know you can find it on... It is, I think. That one's a little harder to find. That we, one... Gosh. We attached ourselves to Bing Bong Industries, and then Bing Bong Industries kind of is not a thing anymore. It's not really a thing. Yeah, but that's another really fun thing that we did. If you guys are interested... Uh, and your actors interested in creating your own things. It's another couple examples of how to do it very uh, expeditiously. Uh, yeah, we had a really cool. There was one episode where we were playing um, like meter maids. Yes. Um, who were acting like cops. And uh, there's an episode with a hoverboard. And my friend Lindsay was there visiting, and she's a filmmaker. So she was helping us out. And she came up with that idea where you were running and. Lindsay was on the hoverboard with the camera and Jeff was like behind her like making yeah. sure she was steady and we basically created a dolly with this yeah. like hoverboard which I wouldn't recommend unless you're very good at it which right. for some weird reason Lindsay was yeah. um even though she'd never set foot on hoverboard It was like the dolly for that day right. but it looked awesome it man It's one of those dolly tracking shots which yes. in uh, I think they do those a lot in like Tarantino movies where someone's running and there's also a camera kind of chasing them but it's very smooth they're not like yeah. bouncing up and down it was so cool. Like, it, it was just things like that that I don't even know if we had intended for that shot. But she was like, let's just try it. And then ended up looking great. It was yeah, very and, fun. And another thing that I love about that project was, you know, you and I, uh, actors in general, we're always kind of uh, trying to make casting directors see us in certain ways. Or yeah. maybe in different ways, more versatile ways. So we were able to create characters being like, okay, I'd like to be someone that's considered for like a uh, a cop series. So we're playing, even though we're playing meter maids, we're treating it like we're cops. Yeah. What was funny about that, those two characters is like, I was, as the much older one, was playing the rookie. Yeah. <laughs> and you were the grizzled veteran. Oh, that was so good. Which was so fun to play. Uh, but I, I look, I'm wearing a shirt right now. Sauce Boys. I play the uh, the 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 police chief on a on a on a web series that's probably it's got accepted in a couple festivals. But that's probably as a result of me yeah. <laughs> doing this one. Like, oh, Brent can play a cop. You know, he's not just a buffoon. Let's not just throw <laughs> tomatoes at him and make him eat pie and uh, live in a house with a bunch of pigs as if he's a pig himself. And he looks just like them. But you're so good at that. I am really good at playing a pig. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, okay. Before we go any further, we had breakfast from Eat NoHo. One of my favorite spots in North Hollywood, NoHo. A little breakfast spot tucked away into the NoHo Arts District. Uh, you had the Blue Crab Benedict. I did. It was excellent. Now It was I, excellent. I was not that aware of specifically Blue Crab until maybe like five years ago. And then I started seeing it at um, Sugarfish and their sushi and places like that. I don't know if that's just they just started labeling it as Blue Crab or if there's always it's, been Blue Crab Isn't around. it specifically from Maryland? No clue. Okay. Yeah, no clue either, actually. Yeah. But it's pretty tasty. So you you enjoyed your Benedict? It was great. Are you a Hollandaise sauce fan? 
I am, yeah. Okay. I don't want to know if it has dairy in it. Oh, got you. I think it does. It and does. I just <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. It could be made different ways, probably. Yeah. So I, I do try to avoid dairy. It it won't um kill me, so it's okay, but That's true. I lived on a dairy farm when I grew up and I survived. You see, yeah. Yeah, it didn't kill me. Barely. Almost. But yeah. Cow kicked me several times. <laughs> <laughs> I deserved it. Um <laughs> Anyway, so you had the Blue Crab Benedict. I had the, what was it, Healthy Scramble. Yeah. Which does not sound like, those. none of those words sound like something I would eat. Uh, but it was uh, three scrambled eggs with roasted garlic, spinach, uh, And mushrooms. those shredders, right? Yeah, zucchini shredders, which for my money, I love those things. They are like hash browns but made out of zucchini. I don't know how they get all the, the moisture out of it because that I tried to make good. them at home and it's like, it's I can't make yeah. them right. But it comes with a little dollop of sour cream, which sometimes I use on it. Sometimes I don't. It just depends on how healthy I'm feeling. I hope there's not dairy in it. But <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Uh, Gosh, that made me sound like such a person who lives in Los Angeles. Well, I'm like, or, I hope it doesn't have dairy in it, but I had it anyway. Well, or a person that has... <laughs> Problems processing dairy in their body. That's just a thing. Some well, people sure. are lactose intolerant. Sure. You're not. That's not your excuse. You're a very LA yeah, person. I'm and just that's a very what... LA person. <laughs> one time, okay, one time I was eating at a restaurant with, um, it was Jeff and two of our friends, both guys, and we got a like breakfast sandwich, you know, uh, eggs, bacon, whatever at this place. And all four of us got a breakfast sandwich. And as the food came and I was biting into it, this woman walked up to me and in the same way that she, the same way that like women are like, oh my gosh, I love your purse. Like your purse is so nice. Yeah. She came up and she said, I am so impressed you're eating that. Interesting. And I, I didn't even know what to say because it was a compliment. Yeah. She meant it as a compliment. And I was like, God, that is one of the most LA things I've ever experienced. Uh, my first date with my wife of 15 years now, Tressa. She, I'm used to you go on a date and they're, you know, your date gets like a side salad or something. So, I'm, and I'm like, come on, just eat. Just, I know you eat food. You're a person, you grow to be an adult. You have right, obviously right. eat food. She got like bacon, something with bacon, and she's just eating her bacon. I was like, I was like, I was kind of in love already. Aww, you know, <laughs> I, was like, I, I love that. I was like, I, I was like, I can't believe you ordered bacon. I mean, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I love it. I love you ordered bacon and that you weren't too insecure to order bacon. Yeah. And she was like, well, I'm thinking about it. No, but uh, yeah, that was a that was a that was a, a good point from the get go. You know that she, yeah. So I understand what you're saying. It is uh, it is that is something that would happen in L.A. But it's just funny did. because all the other guys on my table were eating the exact same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But she's saying that to me. It was so funny. Yeah. Did she also say like, "I love this for you"? Uh, yeah. It was uh, a long. It was maybe like eight years ago. I don't know if that that was sort of a she might have been the first saying yet. She, she might have been the first person to say it though. It's I love. Hey, I was I was talking to this girl about her sandwich breakfast sandwich, and I said, "I love this for you." Let's and her friends went. I love that for uh, you. <laughs> and then they're Let's like, "Let's keep it going." I love that for all of us. <laughs> I love Let's that for all of us. Start saying it. <laughs> that reminds me of like when you're talking about the whole LA thing. There's a show I watch. Uh, it's a Canadian show called Letterkenny, and they're always. You can tell that all of them, even though they're in Canada, they've all lived in LA at some time. Because any time somebody says like, "Oh yeah, he said he went to LA," and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm from LA." Oh yeah, you go to LA? Yeah, we're in LA now. You can't do that in LA. Like that's they're all just saying LA, and that's yeah, that sounds about right. Oh my goodness. Well, um, I love 
that that uh, no eat no ho is like still doing really well throughout the pandemic. I'm I'm so happy that they survived because I think they're they put mm, out a great mm-hmm. product. We didn't get any of their like kind of pastries or pancakes or French toast, but it is very good. Assure, assuredly, we were just avoiding the carbs that day. Um, and you were my savior that day because uh, a transformer in the neighborhood exploded. Megatron. It was my... Megatron specifically was the transformer that ex- – right? I or was have... it Bumblebee? <laughs> it was <laughs> – oh, you mean the transformer, like the electrical transformers. Yeah. yeah. got you. Yeah. No, the other transformers were fine. They were fine. Um, and they didn't help you at all, by the way. And they didn't help me at all. Not much of a hero. Who's the real hero? <laughs> And you know that a hero will come. That was me. Yeah, the hero. Yeah. yeah. That's the music that played when you rolled up in your car. I've just been waiting for the chance to sing Nickelback on this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you sing Nickelback, then Chad Kroger might hear it, and then he might tell Av- Avril Lavigne his ex, and you might get to meet the person that uh, wrote Skater Boy. So, B-O-I. So that's the dream. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I interrupt your story. So a transformer had exploded. Yes, and I and so the power was out for it was going to be out for like six hours at least, and I couldn't get my car out of the garage because it's automated. So the power didn't work, and I had no food. And so I called Brent and said, "Do you want to? Do you want to go get food?" And he picked me up, and it was my birthday. Yeah, like, well, it was just when you thank called you. me, you called me, and I did say. I'm on a hike right now. I'm like on a hike back no, to my house. No, and you house. were out, and you were like, "I'm running back home. Like yeah. I'll be there in 40 minutes." I mean, yeah. it was very, it was yeah. very nice of you. You just call <laughs> out my out my name, and, and you I'll know be there in 40, 40 minutes. minutes. Yes, I will. Yeah. You've got a friend, not like Megatron or any of those. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yes, uh, it was your birthday. God, so, we should write songs. Oh, man, we got to start a James Taylor. Spoof cover band. That sounds <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I was happy to do it. I'm always excited to hang out with you because you know you guys can hear it in in the episode. We are just so silly together, and yeah. we just lead each other down like weird paths, and I love that. Um, it's not always the case with with friends or people you collaborate with. Sometimes it's just all business, and that's fine too. But like, it's you know, it makes. Life a little more fun when you get this silly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for going to Eat Noho with me. Like I said, I love that place. I went there before with Katie O'Brien. I think it was the only other um, time I've been there for breakfast, and I'm a big fan of that place. And I'm glad you enjoyed the uh, the Benedict the blue blue crab. It was great, Benedict. So eat I would Noho. go back. Yeah, it's across the, almost across the street from Spumanti, where Bernie Sanders had dinner after he gave a speech in Los Angeles. So just for context. <laughs> <laughs> So, Julie, you are, uh, we met in an acting class, and now you are, in fact, teaching your own acting class. Yeah. Tell me about that. I'm interested. Uh, so, I teach at LA on Camera, which is a school that is started by um, an actor named Jameson Hayes. And he and I both teach the uh, 12-week How to Stand Out on Camera class. And I teach on Monday nights. And it's basically uh, a class that lays out the foundation of how to act on camera and to use the camera to your advantage uh, in auditioning. Um, And yeah, I've learned so much from taking classes there um, as well as teaching. So I highly recommend 
learning how to act on camera specifically if if being in film is what you want to do. You know, I, I think there's... Uh, we talk a lot about, like, the difference between theater and film is that we're smaller on camera in film and bigger in theater, and it's more nuanced than that. You know, it's more about... Two big things is, you know, where your audience is, right? In theater, you're trying to hit the back of the house, and there's a lot of people you're trying to play to, whereas in film, your audience is in one place, which is the camera. Yeah. You know, and when I first came out here, I feel like I mostly, when I was doing auditions or on set, it was like, I was trying to play to the entire room. You know, I wanted the PA to see how good of an actor I was. Right. And it's not about that, right? It's about playing to the camera. And so, yeah, I've just I, learned a ton. Yeah, I always think that it's a great idea to, if you haven't, uh, work in a class where you're working on camera specifically. Yeah, and this one we record on yeah. camera. It's been a little different during the pandemic. We've done it over Zoom, but... Um, Yeah, normally we're in the studio, we record on camera, everybody gets to watch their takes back, I give notes, and then we do it all over again. That's a super helpful thing. It's really, really helpful. Yeah, I I think what you said, like, where you're able to watch it back, because you can be in a class and the teacher can tell you, "You, that was too big, or or you weren't conveying what you thought you were, but you're just taking their word for it, which usually you do. They're, they're the expert, right? But it's a different thing also to be able to watch it and, yeah. and be like, oh, okay, I see what they're saying. Right. That's not what I was meaning to do, but this is how it was coming across. So how do I adjust that now to come across the way that I'm trying to come across? There's a lot of technical things you can do on camera to enhance your performance that don't necessarily feel natural. Like A lot of times people say, oh, being on camera is more natural. But there are a lot of things that you can do that, you know, sometimes blinking as little as possible feels super weird, but it looks awesome. And that's not a hard and fast rule. There are no, like, hard and fast rules. You can break all of those rules. But, you know, even taking down your volume can make a huge difference. When you're trying to achieve a certain thing, like the perfect example that the how the not blinking thing is very effective, if you watch Silence of the Lambs, right? Sure. Hannibal Lecter in that movie, I don't think ever blinks. And he intentionally yeah. did not blink because he wants you to just be unnerved because it's real weird to watch somebody never move their eye, never yeah. blink their eyes. But there are tons of actors, yeah. if you watch, they hardly ever blink. Right. And it's... Really effective. And you you try to not blink because when you blink a lot, it seems like you're doubting yourself or something. Mm-hmm. I like this move right here. And uh, it's like when you're starting, you're, you're down in the scene, you're not looking at the camera, and you do the eyes up first. Ooh, love it. Eyes up. And then it's real. Yeah. I don't know why. It's real cool. Uh, and I sometimes that's what I will tell people to do. I'm like, in this moment, what I want you to do is pop your eyes up. Pop your eyes up. I don't not want you to head. pop your eyes up. Yes, exactly. I like don't want you noticing. to move anything yeah. else. This is all you're going to do in that moment. And it, Almost does all the work for you, right? If you're, you know, someone said something yeah. that surprises yeah. you, yep. just pop your eyes up. It's- they surprise you, but you don't want to be like them to notice that you're surprised as much. So you just look up with your eyes. Yeah. And then you come up. Oh, I see. It's great. Try that with your camera at home, guys. If you're able you Try know, it with your camera at home. It's really cool. Like, do a selfie video where you're like kind of looking down and just act like you're talking like to someone and then stop. Eyes up to the camera and then head up. And it looks super cool. You'll it looks see. Really cool. You'll see if you haven't done that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, congrats on your class. Uh, Jameson Hayes. Okay. 
that's really funny because I've never met Jameson Hayes. Yes, but you've played opposite him. But I played his twin brother. In, <laughs> his in twin brother. Yeah, not even opposite. Twin brother. I played his twin brother. Yeah. Uh, and that was really fun. I look forward to like meeting him in person. I think you guys would get along great. Yeah. yeah he's awesome. Is he going to make me do the Minnesota accent? I mean, probably. <sighs> and dressed as a pig. Look. <laughs> I will meet with Brent only with the Minnesota accent and dressed as a pig in yeah. his Oshkosh no shirt, barefoot. Well, fine. Man, that would be a weird look. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, weird. <laughs> totally weird. I would never do that. <laughs> Let me just um, throw this suitcase in my car. I don't. I didn't mean to what's, bring it in. What's this? Nothing. <laughs> It looks like there's tags against this, but gosh, no. Gosh. <laughs> well, before we get out of here, Julia, I need to get three quick recommendations from yeah. Julia Addis. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? Right now, I would say it's uh, The Other Two, which was a Comedy Central show that they made the first season, and I think it's coming back for a second season, but it's now on HBO Max. And, yeah, it's about these two siblings and their um, younger brother overnight becomes sort of a Justin Bieber sensation. And then they're kind of along for the ride. And it's really, really funny. Um, yeah, I love it. It didn't get a bunch of attention because it was on Comedy Central, which is it's kind of hard to watch Comedy yeah. Central if you don't actually have cable. I think um, I watched the pilot and then the next episode. And then I, I enjoyed it. I just— I just kind of forget. It's, I, I don't. I watch very little Comedy Central now, so I, I yeah. happen to be going. I think I just happen to be going through and got on Comedy Central. And but yeah, I think that's a great. That's a good one. People should try that one out. Yeah. What is the short movie that you watch just for fun? Um, I know Jeff said this in his episode, but uh, definitely. Uh, are Are you the one? Oh, it's a reality uh, show. Yeah, oh, no, I yeah, I'm aware. Okay, oh, yeah. but but and I don't even need to go into it. Yeah. But I do want to tell you really, really quickly that we have a sketch idea that we're never going to make because it would be like way too expensive and only for us, I think. But like they always line up all the you know model looking people in the beginning, and everyone's like, "Who's going to be mine?" And I don't right. know. And they're looking. We really want to do one where like everyone's lined up. And everyone's like, I don't know who it's going to be. And then you pull out and one girl and one guy are dressed head to toe in Hogwarts robes. <laughs> and they're like, you know, talking heads like, I don't know who my one is. I'm not sure. Like, that's it. That's the that's sketch idea. Here, here's, the, here's the add-on I have to that. Okay. Okay. So you see those two. They're they're definitely very attracted to each other immediately. And they immediately go to like kind of hook up in their room, and then yeah. they take their robes off. And one of them's wearing like a Hufflepuff. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. they'd be like, I don't think I, he's the one because he's a Hufflepuff, and I'm yeah. a Gryffindor, so I don't think it's gonna yeah. happen. Okay. And everyone else is like, Yeah, they're those robe people. Yeah, they're definitely meant <laughs> to be together. <laughs> robe people. That's funny. Yeah, uh, are you the one? Is ridiculous, and it's it is. It's just so, so fun to watch. It's so addictive. I love how people on it are like. They try to do the science. They try to do, you know, the logical pairing, and then it sort of doesn't work. So then they completely scrap it. Yeah. And they're like, now we have to follow our hearts. And I'm like, no, no, no. Now you just need to do a different combination. Yeah. Or like, there's one person that's always taking notes so they can know what works and doesn't work. Yeah. And then there's literally. And that's me. Well, I take notes. Yeah. And I want to see if I can figure it out before them. And then someone else is like, oh, so they have a journal. I'm gonna burn it and pee on it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think the. Per- 
producers don't want that. They like want them to stay drunk, so oh, they, they want can't them to stay focus. so drunk yeah. the whole time, so they because oh, yeah. they don't want them to win that money. No, and not at least at least not until the very very Absolutely end. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> what is the show or movie that inspires you? Definitely the Americans. Um, it's an FX drama. Carrie Russell, Matthew Reese. They play Russian spies pretending to be Julia Garner. Uh, American citizens, yes, Julia Garner. Um, I love her. That's why I, I didn't. Oh, she's <laughs> that great. That sounded weird the way I said it. I like, think she's Julia awesome. Garner. I wish I had her career. She's so talented. I wish I had her hair. It's like her this amazing mane of hair. Yeah. And I wish I had her talent also. Yeah, you know? she's very, she's, very she's talented. Very, very um, yeah. and I love it. I love that show, the writing, the acting. I love how the gender roles are just like flipped on their head. You mm-hmm. know, he's the more empathetic one. He's the one the kids like more. She's a little bit more cold-blooded. And uh, it's just everything I would want to be in. That yeah. would be the the tops for a show that I could be in. I, I And I loved the finale I still had some questions. I think I know what happened, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So I, I like, I like that. I like it when I still am able to think about like, okay, yeah. But why did this thing happen? You know, the finale was great, and yeah. I think that Philip, the character that Matthew Reese plays, is like my favorite character on television ever. He's he's amazing. It's great. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of the best examples of uh, a show that's put in a different time period where nothing seems like. Oh, they missed the time period on this. It seems like the 80s all the time on that show. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do a really good job of uh, the aesthetic of the show. And there's no accidental, oh, they said something that that's not from that time period. Yeah. Like That always happens in these shows. And it's tough. But yeah, it's definitely the, tough, the Americans yeah. is, is really, really good. And so many good actors from that. I worked with, uh, on the Midnighters, what's that guy's name? Uh, oh, Costa. Costa Ronan. Yes. Oh, my gosh. He was something else on set. <laughs> he's a crazy man. He's great, though. I mean, he's, he's so great in the Americans. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, really, he's good. really good. I want to see By him crazy man, things. I mean he'll just do anything on set, which right. I think is uh, it's better than like the person's like, well, I just want to stay in my little box here and just do my little things. He's, he tries things, and I and I love that. Yeah. yeah. Guys, if you want to get more uh, Brentfast stuff, such as pics of Julia Addis and I enjoying our Brentfast from Eat Noho, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the Brentfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances. And finally, you demanded it, a Brentfast store with a bunch of fun stuff, shirts, mugs, stickers, masks, perfect for the holidays. Guys, they are right around the corner. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something for the Brentfast store. You'll be so glad you did. On social media, you can hit me up. On Instagram, at scoopspope. Give me a shout out, a follow. And if you have a Brentfast question, ask away. Make sure you follow my Facebook actor page as well. And if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a review, share it with friends. Breakfast has been enjoyed all over the United States and in 36 other countries over six continents. And trust me, my omelet omnivores, my coffee cohort, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown, for all the Breakfast slices and Dyson. Much appreciate. Big ups also to my studio engineer, Marco Leon, for making me sound so good. Julie Addis, what is next for you and where can we find you on social media? Uh, I'm on Twitter, but I am no longer on Instagram. All right. <laughs> I will not look for you there. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, and you can most recently see me or hear me in In Strange Woods, the uh, fictional musical true crime podcast. The hit fictional. The and we're both in it. Uh, we're both in it. And I, look, I'm, I'm privileged to be part of that. That was one of the best things I've ever worked on as far as like the end product. I'm so Oof, proud of that project. It's yeah. so, so good. In Strange Definitely Woods. Definitely check it out. Check it out, guys. 
And with that, we put another Los Angeles parking spot worthy episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. 